Star Wars 7x7 episode 3032. So it's time for a scoundrel business episode finally. The very first ratings for the Andor series have been released by Nielsen. The numbers tell us a story that isn't quite complete, but let's see what we can glean from it so far. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So if you haven't been around for one of these episodes, they're generally either Jedi business episodes or scoundrel business episodes because that's actually how well things have worked out. When it was the Skywalker Saga movies, it was Jedi business stuff and with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, it was Jedi business because that was inspired, of course, by Anakin Skywalker's line in Attack of the Clones, (laughs) Jedi business, right? And then... Then for Rogue One and then Solo, a Star Wars story, we adapted it to be scoundrel business and similar with the Book of Boba Fett. We didn't do it for The Mandalorian, but we're going to do it eventually. (laughs) And now for the Andor series, it is scoundrel business once again. Now, as we all know, the Andor series debuted with three episodes, 123 minutes of storytelling time, feature-length movie, basically. And it debuted on the Nielsen rankings in the original series at number six, with 624 million minutes viewed. That's still enormous. However, (laughs) the fact that it's in sixth place for its debut is a little bit concerning, just if taken in isolation. And then when you look at, say, for example, the first three weeks of the Book of Boba Fett, which got around 1.4 billion minutes viewed, then that can seem a little concerning again in isolation as well. So now we get into the caveats. So the Book of Boba Fett didn't have nearly the kind of competition that the Andor series is dealing with for streaming eyeballs. Certainly the Obi-Wan Kenobi series had some competition with Stranger Things season four, but here's what the Andor series is going up against. The House of the Dragon prequel series from HBO, the release of the latest season of Cobra Kai on Netflix, the Rings of Power Lord of the Rings prequel on Amazon Prime, and during this same week, the Jeffrey Dahmer series debuted on Netflix with the full 10 episodes, and that actually took the number one spot for original series. That's more than a little insane when we're talking competition, all right? So that's the first caveat. The second caveat has to do with what the Andor series offers in comparison to the previous Star Wars series that came before it. First of all, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The Mandalorian, the very first episode of the series, that series does not become the giant cultural phenomenon without Baby Yoda. If it's any other baby from any other species in that pram, it is not the cultural moment that the Mandalorian turned out to be. So baby Yoda and being able to use Yoda's species for that is the biggest, I don't know, as I was going to say, get out of jail free card. That's not right. I was going to say deus ex machina or like God machine kind of situation. I mean, there is no other magic card that they could have pulled 
out of the deck better than that one. So yes, I don't think it's fair to compare the Andor series to The Mandalorian, knowing that that is how they kick things off. Then you have the Book of Boba Fett series, and Boba Fett is a spectacularly popular character in Star Wars history, and the idea that he survived the Sarlacc Pit was presented to us, of course, in The Mandalorian series, and this one dealt with his comeback and decision to take over Jabba's crime empire. So naturally, there was going to be a lot of interest in his character, how he developed. There's been a lot of warmth over Tamora Morrison returning to the franchise with 40 years of character interest in Boba Fett and 20 years of actor interest in Timora Morrison. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of goodwill there. And then, of course, you have the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which featured Ewan McGregor returning to the role and featured Hayden Christensen returning to the role of Darth Vader, promising a rematch between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. I mean, when you look at these three things, right? You look at them pulling Baby Yoda out of a hat, you look at a beloved and fan favorite character, and you look at an epic duel between compelling characters. How are you not going to, <laughs> to look at that and say the Andor series like maybe isn't gonna pull the same kind of ratings as those three series? Of course it's not gonna get those ratings, at least not right out of the gate. I mean, this thing has had a tremendous PR push behind it, the Andor series has, but it's about a Rogue One character, and there hasn't been a lot of time for fandom to develop around Rogue One. It features Mon Mothma, who is a very mysterious character for a lot of people who appeared very briefly in Return of the Jedi and very briefly in the prequels, is best known probably for her appearances in The Clone Wars and Rebels. And all the earlier reviews of the people who got screeners and whatnot to check it out ahead of time, it was amazing how the feedback was similar. It was all, oh yes, it's very well produced. It's like a prestige series. It's a slow burn. In other words, it's the kind of show with the kind of characters that is really more pitched to a core Star Wars audience. It doesn't necessarily have the general audience crossover appeal that a series like The Mandalorian did, like The Book of Boba Fett did, and like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series did. So basically, I feel great about 624 million minutes viewed for those first three episodes of Andor in the five days that it came out. Like, that seems fine to me. And I'm, of course, going to be very curious to see how it performs in successive weeks, though I don't think we're going to do Scoundrel Business episodes every single week from this point on. I think it probably makes more sense to look at it from a story arc perspective, which is how <laughs> this whole thing is unfolding. So we'll check in on it again in three weeks when we get the Nielsen numbers all the way through the completion of the second story arc. So the bottom line, yes, the Andor series is out of the gate with a lower Nielsen viewing number than the Boba Fett series or the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, but we are comparing apples to oranges a little bit, both in terms of the number of episodes that were released at one time and the competition that the series is facing versus the other two, and also the actual popularity of the characters and what was known about the series going into it. Yeah, it's definitely set up for Andor to be performing lower than Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's perfectly fine. So 
There you go. Don't worry about the Andor series. <laughs> it's doing all right. And that right there is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited but their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.